All right, guys. We are in the studio with Only Only today. Just had a radical live session that we got the pleasure of listening to and tip-tapping our toes here in the studio. So super excited to get into it with them. Um, my name is Amalia. I'm hosting this interview today. I'm with Veronica. If you want to introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. I'm Veronica <laughs> at KWVA. I go by Dr. Pepper. You can hear me on Tuesdays. And I'm really stoked to be here with Only Only. And yeah, that was a really awesome set. If you guys just want to introduce yourself, that'd be awesome. Sure. Hi, uh, my name's Julia. What do you do? Oh, okay, all of it? Yeah. I'm Julia, and in Only Only, I play synth, and I play auxiliary percussion. You heard me hitting the tambourine and the cowbells uh, during that set. We love the cowbells. Yeah, they're a crowd favorite. <laughs> uh, I also sing some of the songs. Rad. My name is Bailey. I play guitar and do some vocals here and there. Sweet. My name is Gil, and I play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> for for also context, Gil is wearing a sick bolo tie right now. Oh, yeah. So. Um, shout out Bryn Grossman, wherever you are. Miss you. Uh, I'm I'm Jeff. I play the drums and only only, and I'm sitting next to Gil's super nice bolo tie. <laughs> and I'm Sam. I play bass and uh, sing. Sweet. Well, we are so excited and lucky to be here with y'all today. I like to start with a little, a little fun thing called a rosebud thorn. If anyone's ever done this, okay, it's like a camp, a camp tradition where you kind of say your your rose as your like highlight of your day or your whatever you're doing your process, and then the thorn is the thing that's like the negative. And then the bud is something you guys are looking forward to. So kind of like if we can, as a band, have a little collective rosebud thorn, or if y'all y'all have individual ideas, but maybe you know something that's been a highlight of your of your musicalness lately. Yeah, speak for the whole band. Go, Julia. Cool. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, the rose uh, we just played Wow Hall, and I've always wanted to do that. So it was really fun and exciting. Um, the bud is for the demo that we've been working on for quite a while that should exist very soon. Um, and then the thorn, I mean, managing life and music is difficult, um, but it's worth it. Awesome. I love it. Anybody else have anything they want to add there? That's, that's kind of sums it up, I think. Sweet. Nothing. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Okay, I also... As a, as a beginning kind of intro here. I noticed you guys all walked in with coffee, so I'd love to hear everyone's coffee order. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I was rocking an oat milk chai today, <laughs> 16 ounce. I had a 12 ounce vanilla oat milk latte, and we all went to, f oh. Can we not talk about businesses? Do businesses? Yeah, no, you're fine. Oh, well, we went to Farmer's Union in that case. Oh, I love Thanks, Farmer's Zach. Union. Yeah, shout out Zach. I had a dirty chai, also 16 ounce. Um, thank you, Zach. Yeah. I, I didn't get coffee with the rest of the band, um, but I would probably get an oat milk cappuccino. My go-to coffee order is probably a shot in the dark. 
that's that's heavy metal of you. I got ADHD. I need the caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For context, a shot in the dark is um, a drip coffee with espresso in it, right? Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I'm feeling funky, I'll have some hazelnut in there, but Ooh. you know, usually just the raw coffee is great. Nice. I like it. Well, wonderful. Um, I'd love to know. I, I've got a couple other spicy fun questions to ask you guys later, but to get into some meat and bones, what? Um, how long have you guys been together as a band? So um, I guess we've been playing shows for about a year now. We mm-hmm. had our like show anniversary in October, right? April. Mm-hmm. April? Yeah, less Dang, than a year. Less than a year. Um, but I feel like these uh, songs have been in process for about a year and a half. Um, initially, um, in collaboration with myself and Gilbert, kind of writing in their room and then piecing it together with everybody else in the band, adding layers, figuring out structure, and like you know, getting the songs like finalized and stuff. But I guess that kind of happened a while ago. Playing shows playing gigs with all these songs, trying to add new songs and such, but yeah. Sweet. How did y'all all meet and get started as a band? <laughs> yeah, I remember how we met Gil. So I moved back to Eugene uh, from Montreal about two years ago, and I was living on 10th and Washington, the Jefferson West Side. And, you know, if you're living in, on 10th and Washington, you go to Sparkles for your laundry. And brought my laundry there. I was reading a book, and Gil and their partner Lil walked in. And I immediately started reading really intently because I thought they were cute, and I was really nervous. <laughs> and then maybe a couple weeks go by, and my good friend Lynette had introduced Gil and I. And Lynette was like, oh, like Gil does music, Sam does music y'all should like hang out and we did we had some beers at Jackalope and really started talking about our influences and from there started kind of yeah working on these songs and throughout Only Only um, we've had a few we've had a guitar player leave us and a drum drummer leave us but um, I believe it was I think it was me next Julia next my uh, introduction to Only Only. I I met Sam at a party, and we were talking music. And uh, I think that uh, my last project got killed by COVID, and it had been quite a while since I've played live, and I've been really wanting to. Um, and Sam was telling me about their project that's budding, and showed me an amazing playlist uh, of influences that they wanted this project to to take from. And they told me that. Uh, the, the lineup is, is coming together. They're just looking for someone to play synthesizer and auxiliary percussion, which is exactly <laughs> what I played in my last band. It was just like a weird coincidence. Um, yeah, so then I came to a rehearsal that week and it went well and the rest is history. Uh, I met everybody here through Gilbert. Um, I worked with their partner. We were coworkers and when it Gilbert heard that <laughs> Gilbert's taking pictures of me under the oh, table. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, long story short, me and Gilbert joined uh, another project together called Jowls. 
um, and one of our bandmates moved away, so that is on hiatus right now, but it's still really important to us. And uh, yeah, we were kind of just like, or I was looking to stay busy. And so I was asked to join Only Only. Yeah, I remember walking up to Moonrock and feeling kind of nervous. And I was just like, you just want to be in the band? And you're just like, yeah. I literally didn't even think about what it would entail. I just said yes, even though I was in like two bands already. I was like, might as well. But it's ended up taking up more time than anything for me but in the best possible way like I love what we do and I love the relationship we all have with each other and love playing live I love it all nice I love it my turn Um, you should probably say how you got in the band okay um so this is this is Jeff drummer Jeff uh I met the previous drummer at a gig and he recognized me from other projects that I had played, was playing in at the time. Um, so he invited me to come and see Only Only uh, on Valentine's Day of this year. And then I, uh, I came to the show and I see the old drummer, Jim. Um, hey, Jim. And uh, he <laughs> came up to me very nervously and was like, so anyway, do you want to be Only Only's drummer? And I was like, what? And it was, I think that Sam had gotten COVID, so they didn't end up playing, but it was kind of the segue for Jim to move on and invite me. So Jim, Jim set me up with a big ruse. And uh, then I was in only, only, well, I discussed with everyone and then was cordially invited yeah. to be in only, only. One rehearsal. Jeff came prepared. I did my homework because I liked the music a lot. So I'm excited. Oh, I dig it. That is a way cooler and cuter origin story than I could have ever imagined. That was really, it seemed full of synchronicities. You guys all just kind of meshed. It feels that way. (laughs) That's really cool. I love it. Um, Well, Rad, what is is everybody's musical background slash, you know, kind of like what you guys were working on before this and maybe even like a little musical origin story if you guys have one? Um, I was in orchestra when I was in middle school. Um, it's kind of how I like started doing music, like proper. Um, been playing guitar for like ten years. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I've been noodling around, and I'm just now getting to like being in bands and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, like I think because of COVID, community was like huge. And, like, trying to, like, glue myself to people through music has been, like, it's been good. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my origin story, I guess. Is that good? That's a great that's good. Yeah, that's that's great. perfect, yeah. What did you play in the orchestra? Oh, um, violin. But I'd always, like, turn it sideways and, like, play it like a guitar. And <laughs> my instructor, like, really actually enjoyed that. He was like, you know, you should play guitar more. And not be in my orchestra. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's why the cops went in there. Um, Yeah. Cool. Should I go next? Go. I was also in orchestra. I also played violin. Um, I also, I started singing when I was a kid, doing church choirs, and um, did that like, like church choir to school choir to um, orchestras. Um, Yeah, I. 
enjoyed like the music education process and still do. I am a music student right now. Um, I want to go into choral directing. Uh, and this project is such like a, a different, like flexing different muscles from each world. Um, but yeah, it's it's so fun to be able to like have, I don't know, that overarching experience with music. But yeah, um, school. And I started playing guitar when I was a teenager, uh, piano here and there. Yeah, just whatever I could get my hands on. Awesome. Um, I was a band kid in high school, but I actually, no, I guess middle school. Um, and that's kind of when I first started playing bass too. I played euphonium in concert bands and my twin was the first person in my household that actually brought a bass guitar in. I think it was for Christmas one year. Our dad had gifted it to her and, um, it was just in the house. So it was one of those things I always thought was really cool. I remember listening to a lot of System of a Down, my twin like playing it and, I was like, I kind of want to get in on that. And for a class in middle school, for extra credit, it was an English class, we were tasked to make a song out about like some grammatical concept. So me and my friends at the time formed a band for just like a show. And throughout high school, I kind of got more serious about um, playing bass and I played in a lot of different bands in SoCal. Um, shout out Attack the Shark, shout out Ghost on Parade. Um, <laughs> and since moving back to Eugene, I mean, when I was uh, an undergrad at U of O um, and in grad school, I didn't have really any time for music. And um, moving back here about two years ago, I set the intention to kind of never be without an instrument. Um, I'd usually be like selling them, and it was not a very consistent part of my life. And since moving back, I really set the intention to not be without an instrument to play and not be without the community that. You know, it was so essential to making music. Awesome, super cool. We got a couple more. Um, I started playing piano when I was seven years old. I had a pretty strict upbringing and it didn't matter if I was like being dragged, kicking, screaming, crying into the car. I don't think I missed a single practice up until I was like 18 years old. So I came from kind of a different place. I never saw myself playing music past high school because it was like forced on to me, but I'm very, in retrospect, I guess it worked out because I feel like I have a fundamental understanding for how it all works, even though like the music that we play is not what my parents like thought I would end up playing and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I started playing guitar when I was a little older, like in the middle of high school and ended up enjoying it so much more and stuck with it. Did a lot of practicing on my own and um, started playing in bands when I was like 19, 20 years old. But this is probably the farthest a project has gotten for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, last but not least, uh, I played saxophone and clarinet as a, like a band kid all the way up to high school, starting at fifth or sixth grade. And then, uh, and then I discovered the drum set and never played another instrument that much after that. So I've been in various bands throughout the years, still in a couple, obviously, including this one. 
So, yeah. Sweet. Been playing like for 15 years on the kit. There it is. Rad. Well, it sounds like we got a lot of orchestral origin stories, which is sick. And it sounds like everybody kind of has like a really good feel for they want to be a part of the music community. And like, it sounds like you guys have a really strong like community, even just within this band. How do you think that that kind of manifests through your music? How does that affect y'all, you know, within just kind of having this tight knit space? I mean, you see it at shows. Yeah. You see it at shows, you feel it at shows. Um, anytime, like, we need art, like gig posters, there are people that we've met and befriended through this experience who are happy to contribute in that way. Um, yeah. Sweet. I would definitely say we're all very vulnerable with each other. Like, we're more than just bandmates, we're all very close as friends and um i think that vulnerability definitely shows in our music too um we have to be like brutally honest with each other about things that aren't working if like it's gonna sound the way that we want and so i think because we aren't afraid to have those hard conversations sometimes whether it's about the music or how we're feeling how we feel about i don't know just showing up what we can contribute um I think that that takes us really far. Very cool. Yeah, it is. It's it's easy to see that, and when you guys are playing, and even we're taking some really cool pictures of y'all back in the um, record room, and they were looking very cutie. Oh, everyone, very, everyone snuggly. Um, <laughs> what are kind of leading into that? What are your guys's roles as band members, and, and like not traditional roles as band members? Who's like our or comedian who brings snacks to practice, et cetera. Jeff is band mom, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the I'm funny mom. I'm a very funny mom, so. Silly mom. Anybody else have a little role specific? Uh, Bailey does so much booking. Bailey does so much booking. Rad. Yeah. <laughs> Always important. Ba yeah, Bailey's the accountant and the public outreach <laughs> They also designed the t-shirt. Um, what? That's cool. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't help but book. Um, I don't know. I really like bringing people together. I think that I've brought four or five bands from my hometown of Sacramento here this year, which has been so fulfilling to bridge that gap because it's something I constantly wish could be more possible. Just, oh, I wish all my friends here could meet my friends there. We would all get along so well, things like that. And it's one of those little ways where I can like bridge to communities. And I love doing that. I love bringing people together. And I love, I don't know. I like when you can tell that the two people would hit it off and you get to be that connection for them to have some sort of relationship flourish. So, yeah. That's really cool. It's cool when music gets to be that connection too, right? Like everybody kind of being in a like-minded space and stuff like that. Um, yeah, how do you guys feel like you interact with this music scene in Eugene, like the community here? It's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, everybody's so supportive of each other and like the community really shows up for one another and like, like everyone, like shows with the intention of like building community I think or at least like in my experience talking to people 
Like it seems that a lot of people just want friendship and like community and to feel safety because it's an unsafe world. And I feel like that's like super present in Eugene. I came from Portland and scenes were like, there's community for sure, but it was a little more like fragmented. And I feel like Eugene's like has something special in that it's like a small town kind of vibe and like all these people are like kind of showing up for each other regardless of their like background or like what they do in the art community or any community for that matter. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. That's rad. Um, do you guys have any favorite venues that you guys play in Eugene? John Henry. Yeah. We play John Henry's a lot. Uh, the booker Janice is such an angel and has believed in us from the very beginning, put us on some shows we definitely didn't deserve to be on so early on. Not that we didn't deserve it, but it was like... Kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy, like Cheers. playing with some of our idols for only like our third show. Um, and yeah, we play John Henry's a lot because of the booker has good taste I think and is always hitting us up to be on very <laughs> niche bills <laughs> yeah. where else do we like I really enjoyed the show at Wow Hall um, my, my buddy Davis did sound there and I felt very comfortable on that stage and I think that was the show that we probably had like the most amount of people like come through and like like dance there's always, people are always moving, right? But th that crowd is feral. Like, they were, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good adjective, feral. <laughs> what are some of these idols you guys mentioned playing with in your early shows? We got to play with Cherubs for our third show, which is this noise rock trio out of Texas that broke up before their first album ever came out. And they just have been kind of like these musicians that never got to play a lot of music. And they just got back together within this past couple of years. And when I saw that they were going on tour and I saw that they were coming to Eugene and didn't have an opener, I sent like this email just like begging, please, I know that it's only our, it would only be our third show, but this band means a lot to a lot of us. And so we were able to hop on and it was really fun. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that we've played with that's similar. Well, I mean, a band that aren't like heroes, but are now like one of my favorite bands, the Yeevees. Yeah. Also a Portland band, post-punkers, amazing people, communists. communists. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're really, really rad, and it was such a. That was also a John Henry show, and since then, I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. we love the Eevees, we love yeah. Cherubs, love everybody we play with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, I, I really enjoyed Figure Eight, uh, which is they're friends of Bailey's, um, and they just play the like dreamiest like shoegaze, and yeah, that was really special. I love shoegaze. Um, it's like one of my biggest flaws, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're all really sweet. They were just, they came through, they crashed at my place and seeing them was like super dreamy and very inspiring because yeah, yeah, inspiring. Very cool. Yeah. 
Sweet. Speaking of speaking of your shoegaze love, does anybody not that it is a, a guilty pleasure, but does anybody <laughs> have any musical guilty pleasures that they would like to share? Something that is a little bit embarrassing that they like to listen to. I can go first if it makes everyone more comfortable. Um, I love the Princess and the Frog soundtrack. And it goes really hard. That's mm-hmm. it it's That's it's really rad. So anybody uh, anybody else have to share? I think everyone should listen to more Kylie Minogue. That's yeah. that's not even a guilty pleasure. No, that's Sorry. So yeah. Right. I just said something <laughs> correct. Anybody else? Anyone else? I really believe in the concept of guilty pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yeah, your yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. That's a good take, actually. Yeah. I it's agree. Also a cop out. <laughs> Maybe the Smiths. Okay. Yeah. The Smiths. Morrissey is a terrible, terrible human, but you know, Johnny Marr seems seems all right. I think. <laughs> yeah, I do love Ariel Pink. <laughs> You're oh, saying that on my air. Sorry. That's <laughs> it's like, an incredibly like shameful guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, same. If we're talking shame. Same, honestly. There's a few, honestly. These are good answers. I like it. <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for entertaining me here. Um, so, kind of on the topic of y'all playing with some of your idols, who would you like to open or open for? Who would your dream artist be to open for? <laughs> Gang of Four, because they're they're still alive, right? They're still doing stuff. Not all of them. Well, whoever is left would be pretty rad. From Gang of Four, yeah. yeah. Gang of Three, whatever. Gang of Three. <laughs> It'd be pretty rad to open for some kind of newer postpunk projects out there, like Deeper or Stuck. Or Snooper. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gorilla Toss. Amazing. Gorilla yeah, Toss. Gorilla yeah. Toss. We love Gorilla Toss. We're working so hard on that. Yeah. This band loves Gorilla <laughs> Toss. And their DMs. <laughs> trying to think, like, I mean. Death Grips. Death Grips. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sad. Wow, that would be. Ministry. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. They're coming soon. We'll chat with them. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I think. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear about your guys's like. How would you describe your genre and the music that you create? I, I I know that's kind of a loaded question here, but like, kind of getting into like, it you're creating something that's really cool and very unique, and I'd love to kind of hear your process about you know what you're making. Um, like the the genre we would describe it as. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's that's like overall it's post punk. It's got it's a bit of new wave inspiration to it. Not egg punk. Not egg punk. Not egg punk. No we're chain. Yeah. We're chain. Yeah. So anybody who's listening and thinks we're egg punk, we're uh, we're chain actually. Um, <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Any other comments? I would say we're new wave and no wave at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Like that's crazy. we are very. I don't know. We get compared to Devo a lot. Modern day Devo is one that we get. But I also feel like we pull a lot of influence from, like, the freaky stuff that was coming in, like, or that was coming out around the same time, like, in opposition to it, like, Lydia Lunch, James Chance, mm-hmm. Swans, dare I say. 
But yeah, I love them both. I've always thought that like no wave was one of the most like one of the best adjectives of what we do because of how angular it gets and stuff like that. Very cool. Are there any like specific themes or messages that you like to convey in your music specifically? Uh, at <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I think there's a lot of songs driven by like anxiety, paranoia, and like distress, um, but also like resilience. Um, I feel like we all share like kind of like a lot of the the dread of being working class, getting by like paycheck to paycheck sometimes sometimes on being able to make rent and like stuff like that you know the stress of like trying to exist through through this life I think kind of like it's cathartic writing music and a lot of like that process is like a conduit for like that like pent up kind of anxiety distress and like feeling like neurotic yeah Yeah, I mean, like, a tentative thesis for this band, I feel like, would be, like, something along the lines of when we were on the outside of making music, how can we channel, like, topics, themes, ideas that are dark, brooding, neurotic, um, but also make it danceable? And how can we um, make those feelings danceable, I guess? trying channeling them in a positive way, um, turning that sort of nervous energy into nervous excitement. Mm, I like that. That's a really cool way to put that. Anybody else have anything to add there? All right. How do you guys hope the audience feels when listening to your music? You kind of mentioned like making those feelings danceable. I just want to provide a space where people can let out whatever they have pent up over that week or month like going to shows when I was or, or still for me going to a show gives me a chance to just like shake it out throw my hands around crowd surf scream cry whatever I need to do and I, I like when people have like a very cathartic reaction because that's how it feels for us to perform and write and get ready and all those things. Yeah, I, I like to think of it in a way that like, I hope people don't feel like they're escaping, but rather like building, you know, releasing something that's been built up in this way that they should be. Like this kind of primal village feeling when they come together with us and like share their freedom to dance and to move and to do weird things that you wouldn't do out in public until only only is playing in front of you and now you're like okay I can shake it in any way I want just close your eyes and have fun mm -hmm. yeah. oh I love it that is so cool that makes me grin very fun um, who's our songwriter here do we kind of collaborate or is there a specific songwriter a lot of songs um, start between uh, Gil and myself, um, kind of like writing in the DAW and um, yeah, then adding those layers with, with everybody. It's hard with a five-piece band working with so many different schedules, but you know, it's interesting. I feel like 
would you all agree probably like 85 90% of our songs are like in Ableton first Mm-hmm. I would say basically all of them. Basically all yeah, of them. Yeah. Maybe like 95% of them are kind of worked out in a digital interface. Um, From who? Oh, Gilbert's Place. <laughs> no, no, I mean like who usually starts it. It's kind of like it's a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's a mixed bag for sure. Um, at least with the, a lot of the songs we put today, some of the bass lines I'd had written for a long time and mm. bringing them to you in your room and yeah. polishing them out and... Yeah, then having all the other instrumentation happen as the band was happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to hear some backstory to a couple of the songs. We kind of mentioned it in during the live session. Care seemed like it had a really interesting narrative. I'd love to hear more about the lyrics there. Yeah, totally. Um, Care, uh, for me, is a song, it's like a... It's in part a breakup song, but it's also um, when, I guess, I think it's something that is oftentimes experienced through heartache. There's a lot of sort of catastrophic feelings. Um, the one kind of experiences in grief, and I tried to sort of set that scene, vent out those feelings of heartbreak, but also apply them to the absurd situations we're living under within capitalism, within all the stuff that we've built around ourselves. Um, especially the ending lines, like Strange Pell Universe, Sensational Deaths, Vegas to Rumors, Jumbo Jets, Cans of Fanta, Terror Gangs, Perverts Live on the Internet, all this stuff, you know, that's cause for concern. Um, so sort of joining those two feelings together with a lot of concrete images was something that drove the lyrical direction of the song for me yeah definitely it's definitely a song with lots of imagery it was, it was really cool to hear it back here um and then of course jangle was it jingle or jangle was about co-worker and i would love to hear more about that if you feel comfortable it's a beautiful story to hear yeah uh well i work at Moonrock records and we had a guy named jacob stocking all of our stereo equipment and he would basically like eight to ten hours a day would hit all the thrift stores and scrounge eBay and Craigslist and find like the craziest gear and would just rip it all apart and put it back together and put it out for sale and it's really I have no idea like who else does that in town honestly it takes so much knowledge and also so much intuition and he always came to work with a crazy story about his past, like, oh, when I was in South Africa, oh, when I was Billy Corgan's waiter in Chicago, oh, when I lived in Boston, and all these- in Boston's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, he got diagnosed with cancer, I think, in like January, February, and started coming in a lot less, and then over like a very grueling, process just learning more and more hit me around like July August that like he's probably going to die and I'm not ever going to see him again and I keep trying to remember the last time we talked because I just I'm pretty sure he told me that like oh I'm doing way better I should be back to work like in a couple months and I was like oh cool and that was it 
but um yeah we have a little shrine set up for him where all of his stuff still is back at the shop um we miss him very much he taught me a lot um about music and equipment and stuff he gave me my first pa for only 50 bucks with like four mics included just just like swung me this crazy deal and yeah i miss him a lot uh he was in this band i'm trying to remember what it's called it's escaping me but yeah he was in a band too yeah r.a.p jacob that's really cool to hear it was cool to hear you talk about the story and hear the song associated with it and really get to kind of sink into where you might have been channeling those emotions and mm -hmm. yeah we all feel really lucky to hear it over the air um yeah i'd love to know how you guys rolled and chose the name only only if anybody had some influence there <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really big fan of surrealism and kind of surrealist art making techniques and stuff and like this is sort of a word association um, there are a lot of bands that I really like um, that have double names um, in particular this band Liquid Liquid which is also I guess kind of in the vein of I wouldn't say post-punk-ish no wavy more but love that band and I was just sort of thinking to myself, uh, it'd be really cool to come up with another double-double name, and it was just like rapid-fire word association, and then only-only kind of got stuck, and I was like, that sounds really cool, that sounds really nice. And since that point, it's kind of taken on a little bit. We've we've created co-created co more meaning with only-only, the oxymoronic name that it is. But... Yeah, it came apart from word games, basically. I like it. Very cool. Um, let's see here. What kind of artists do you guys draw inspiration from? I've heard kind of like your artists locally and artists that you guys kind of, you know, look up to and whatnot, but like who are your main inspirers when you're creating music? Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I was focusing on not coughing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyone want to go Great. first? Sam? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, Sam. I really like Ott, A Certain Ratio, Asylum Party, LCD Sound System, Squid, Stuck, uh, Section 25, The Chinese Stars, Glaxo Babies, Sneaks, Snooper, Suburban Lawns, Second Still cool constellation of bands to really just like sink your teeth into. Was that and in alphabetical order? It might have been. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are some huge influences, I think. Influences that um, I've tried to channel in the writing process and just bands that yeah, if I could make anything that resembles anything that they make and how they make me feel I'm, yeah, doing a great job <laughs> at it. Very cool. Let's see, anybody else want to share some? Uh, yeah, Gorilla Toss. I already mentioned them earlier. Love Gorilla Toss. Um, with the auxiliary percussion, B-52s is a big inspiration. <laughs> uh, put a little silliness into it, you know. Um, oh, and as of late, Luge uh, mm -hmm. from Toronto. Yeah, love Luge. They've really influenced me. Very cool. Can we talk about show that we're playing? Or is that oh, I'd love that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. we're also playing with Luge. I'm so excited for that one. Um, 
that's the one at John Henry's yeah. mm-hmm. on, 16th. on the 16th of this month of this mm-hmm. month rad very yeah. fun do you have any other shows that are upcoming sure that you guys want to talk about? <laughs> We're playing tomorrow night at oh, Flare Alley. Um, who are we playing with? Uh, we're playing with uh, a band from Mexico called Mangers, a band from Oakland called Gumby's Junk, and a band from San Francisco called Choke Cherry. And they're all super freaky and wacky and cool. They dropped the show, actually. Yeah, Tits What Was Gonna Play, but they can't anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so are we. <laughs> I mean, speaking of kind of upcoming things, I heard through the grapevine, and by grapevine I mean I stalked your Instagram, that you guys have some projects coming out soon. An, a- an album, perhaps? Anybody mm-hmm. want to dive into that? We have a demo coming out. It is in the process of getting mastered right now. Uh, it's just six of our songs. Seven, maybe? Six. Six, six of our songs. And we're just going to put them out on tape and have them at the merch table and not put it out on the internet for a little bit. But we do have a full-length LP that we hope will have about 13, 14 songs on it that we're hoping to get recorded as soon as possible and out by sometime next year. So, yeah, lots and lots in the works. Very cool. I love it. Very excited to hear what you guys will be up to. Is there any, um, like, what's one thing you guys want to accomplish in the next year? Does that kind of run that? I want to go on tour so bad. It's like the only thing that matters to me right now is going on tour with this band. It would be so much fun. And I feel like we all would do really well, like within that like lifestyle and schedule of just, I don't know, traveling, hanging during the day and going crazy every night for like 10 nights in a row. I think it would be very fun and I would never forget it. So hopefully we get to do that soon. Yeah, definitely a tour for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanna make a music video. Yeah. Ooh, that's very cool. Anybody else have any any goals on the horizon? Yeah, kind of sums it up. Um, well, I'm I've got like soft plans to move to Portland in like March, and I'd really like to you know get an album put together, go on tour, and like I know like tour probably won't happen before I move, but I have a lot of faith in this project and collaborating with some of our friends our, our friend Luke does animation uh, you can find him on YouTube as Wikipedia Brown very talented animator um, hoping to collaborate with him and yeah just get stuff going like stuff is happening really fast but I think we're all excited for it yeah very cool what would making it look like for you guys <laughs> Money. <laughs> 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 um, I, I guess for most bands, it becomes a business, and you have a manager that works out all of the things, such as touring and studio time, and you know whatever sort of public relation. So it would be nice to have someone to help us navigate all the things that we all do ourselves right now, take a lot of the pressure off, and then you know 
focus more on what we creatively bring into the project. I suppose that was that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah, yeah making it for me in this band would probably be coming out with at least two records, maybe one split, going on a tour, and yeah, making tons of memories with y'all. Everything that's gonna happen next year, basically. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything that's gonna happen next year. So, but in a in a in a in a more abstracted way, I feel like having our own like tour bus would be really that seems like seems like at the level of like opulence and ridiculousness that would just be like oh oh wait they're they're making it they have only only on the side of the what's your ideal tour bus i have no idea i don't know i've sent many in the chat scouring (laughs) marketplace craigslist (laughs) yeah actually yeah we could use your truck that we could just be making it today a prison bus <laughs> with the seats ripped out, so it's just one giant long hallway that we can like put beds in and sounds cozy. That's rad. Prison bus for the win. What are you guys keeping in your tour bus when you have it? Any any facets you can think of? Just the essentials. Just the essentials. <laughs> Get a Bramante. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in this case, it's a what flavor? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the enlightenment yeah that's gotta yeah. be it yeah. the enlightenment <laughs> that, is the, that is the one true answer to that question um let's see here well kind of on this same track what kind of talking big big moves big tour tour bus moves what advice would you guys tell yourselves when you were just starting out and or what would your like ten year old selves say if they could see you today performing live sets and talking about your tour bus and all those good things? <laughs> um, my ten year old self would probably say things I can't say right now, so I'm use your imagination of what an excited preteen person would say. Same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. I feel like advice for earlier on is like just don't worry about things so much because they'll pan out. You know, I feel like with a band with any sort of creative endeavor, where there's a lot of people to co-create things with, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, Uh, are we going to be able to pull this off in time? Are is everybody going to be able to make it? Like, is this going to keep on going as it has been? and time and time and again, that um, uncertainty for me has been like completely ameliorated and just like brought new life into me through how we've all shown up for each other in this band, uh, respecting each other's creative processes and making really, really fun music. Um, just assuring myself of that on the outset that, yeah, there will be uncertainty, but that is actually like at least your worries. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. How do you guys stay confident when kind of like managing those uncertainties and creating new things? You just kind of have to do it. Yeah, I think it's like the best way is when you're not confident is to just show up and keep practicing because some days feel really awful and some days feel really great and sometimes there's not much in between so you kind of have to survive both of this kind of like hedonistic like oh that was amazing and we are amazing and also like the why am I even trying that was awful and felt awful you know you just you toe the line by just showing up every week and 
keep sure. keep rehearsing, practice, you know, do the things that build up to the moment. Additionally, because those feelings are very true, forgiving yourself yeah. is really yeah. big because it has to be sustainable. Like we love this so much and yeah, like the highs are really high and to kind of negate like the lows being low, yeah, just yeah. knowing that we're in it for the right reasons and we're having a lot of fun doing it yeah. and forgiving ourselves things don't feel great yeah. reminding ourselves that reminding ourselves that um, when things aren't great that we've been here before and that we're going to be okay and giving ourselves grace in times when you just feel messed up and like not normal um, I don't know something that I've learned through like the community that I've found through through these wonderful people it's like just love yourself a little more and like take care of you and like show up as you and that's okay even if it's not like the best version of you it's it's enough yeah. I love it <coughs> wow um do you guys have any other like lessons that you guys have kind of taken from each other from your musical journey <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's kind of yeah, lessons. I mean, it sounds like you guys have all found like a lot of like mm. self love and confidence, and that's so gorgeous to hear about, and such a fun thing that can you know kind of happen when you're surrounded by people who are supportive of you. Um, I think it's important to, while having confidence, you know, never take yourself too seriously. Um, and always, always allow yourself to grow and to listen and to change. And also remember, remember that like all the people around you, yourself included, everyone's kind of like going through whatever and has their own experience coming from different places. So just like trying not to see people as one-offs of the image that you've met them as or experienced them as, but as like the culmination of their entire life, just as you bring yourself to the moment that you're in. So yeah, just don't take yourself too seriously and try to be patient. Mm. A lot of patience. I like it. Yeah. What are some ways you guys practice not taking yourselves too seriously? <laughs> we, um, we <laughs> I think we try to be goofy on stage, you know? Try to, or at least I, I do. I will say some off-the-wall things in the microphone just to kind of, like, take myself and the band and the crowd out of their head, I think, and try to, like, break any sort of tension by making people laugh is one way I like to do it. But also everyone... I mean, I sit behind the drum kit, but everyone else like likes to run and dance around and like lean on each other. Like there is one song that everybody starts jogging to, which always makes me feel left out. But I, 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 <laughs> I love to watch it, you know, everyone looks good. I want to jog too. You can jog. No, I do. Well, very fun. Um, yeah, let's see here. What was... Um, do you guys have like a dream location, dream tour, dream venue that you guys would like to play in? I would love to um, play shows in Montreal. Mm. Like Montreal would be an amazing city to play shows in. I lived there for a little bit and yeah, it'd be great to play shows there and connect with the friends I have there and the musicians I know there and introduce them to my friends and mm. bandmates. But like a West Coast tour would be super attainable and mm -hmm. hopefully next year something we do. Very 
Very cool. I would like to play Chicago. I want to play at Sleeping Village in Chicago. What? How does that? What does that hold value for you? I have a friend who lives in the neighborhood. Oh, cool. He's played there a couple times too. And yeah. Sweet. I just want to hit that one. Anybody else have any dream, dream venues, tours, locations? Uh, Gilbert just said Japan, but I would love to play the Gilman in Berkeley. Why the Gilman? Um, uh, I, I grew up in Northern California, and so like as a teenager, I went to so many countless shows, DIY punk shows at the Gilman, and just remember having the most wild, unhinged time, like getting my nose broken in a positive way. It's like, it's exciting, you know, it's, it's not violent, it's just a little dangerous and exciting. I don't know, it's, it's, and it's a cool space. It's a, it's a really large venue. The stage is in the corner, so you can be surrounded on two sides by the crowd. It's pretty iconic, yeah. Sounds that way. All right, well, are there any like things, words of wisdom, advice that you guys would give bands that are starting out right now in Eugene? <laughs> show show up to practice and practice at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just be intentional about what you're doing. I think that goes a long way. Intention, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you might have a little more to say. Yeah, just follow the fun, you know? Yeah. Follow the fun. Like, if you're not having fun, you're not learning, you're not going, none of that stuff. Follow the fun, follow the curiosity that is that fun, and yeah, everything else that everybody else said. I love it. Well, awesome. I am so happy that we got to sit down with you today if anybody has anything else they'd like to add please yeah pl feel free to speak up let me know mm -hmm. but um where can we find you guys instagram social media spotify we don't have a spotify yet as we have no uh releases to date but uh we do have an instagram uh only only dot or you can find us there sweet you can also email us with any complaints at onlyonlyoregon at gmail.com. <laughs> Please tell us how to be better. <laughs> well, great. Yeah, we were so happy to have you in the studio today. It was so fun to hear your live set. I'd love to wrap up on a fun question of what is the title of your most niche Spotify playlist? I'm looking at all of your faces. I know you have one. <laughs> My, mine's in the club, and I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> Mine, it's private, but it's just the, the two finger emojis. <laughs> the you two, know, the yeah, two the finger guns touching. Yeah, yes. Got it. Uh, mine's called the match. Very cool. Mysterious, if you will. We're looking on phones right now. I have one called Trauma Llama that's pretty <laughs> out there. Um, yeah. Uh, the playlist called I Love You, Lilia Hines. Wrapping yeah. up on a sweet <laughs> note here. <laughs> 
Well, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming to the studio. We are so lucky to have you here and looking forward to your show at, we said it was at Blair Alley, Blair Alley tomorrow. tomorrow. Wonderful. Well, have a great rest of your day, guys. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks.